Hold on, Dakota. It's coming in weird. Are you able to see me? Yeah, a little bit. I just don't know why it looks like that. Figures that we would have this issue. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get it fixed. Alright, come on. Almost got it. And there. Out of all the things we had going on. Yeah, of course. Technical issues always have to come up. Never fucking fails. You're the specialist here. Of course that happens. We good? Yeah. Alright. That's about as clear as we'll get it. Let's get this show on the road. Ready when you are. My name is Dakota Franson. I am the founder and CEO of the Bald and Bonkers Network. LLC. I'm one of the hosts of the Bald and Bonkers show. And I am also known as the specialist of the strange. I'm working with a slightly different format for this broadcast. As certain life matters have come up. For both Chris and I. I wanted to take this opportunity to simply define Bald and Bonkers itself as a whole. I know there's many who are concerned about recent patterns that have occurred over the last few months. Especially since Chris and I came back from the holiday hiatus. I'm not here to play political correctness. I'm not here to push an agenda. That is not how I work. I believe in transparency. I believe in genuine presentation. I believe in honesty. And as a small company, Bald and Bonkers is still able to hold on to those values. To address the recent concerns, some have noted that there has been a dynamic shift between Chris and I. That we're not booking as many guests, that all this trouble must be going on behind the scenes. Naturally, what you would expect when an audience is left out of the loop when it comes to matters behind the scenes. I can suppose you say that those of you who understand, those of you who actually paid attention and seen all of the recent updates, most of you have been understanding in that Chris and I have found ourselves Entering 2024, trying to maneuver 
major life points. As some of you know, I started 2024 as a newly surrogate father figure. Beginning of December of last year, my younger sister had a daughter, baby girl. The baby is doing fine. She is doing well. She's hitting all the necessary milestones as she should. Growing without issue. The only issue I would say is that she's starting to get to the point where she's wanting to be up and playing more instead of sleeping. I elected to try to help my younger sister because the father of the child had already vacated. Seems to happen a lot these days now, doesn't it? And not to... I should have put this... And not to try to discredit what my sister has been going through as a newly single mother. For I am quite proud of how well she's handled so far. Much better than I was anticipating. I wanted to get involved because I knew she was going to need the help. And it is my personal viewpoints, my personal bias, my own personal stance, that a child should not have to pay for the repercussions of their parents' bad decisions. Not that the child herself was a bad decision, but the choice in the father figure. The sins of the parents shouldn't pass on to the children. And while admittingly, my sister and I have not always gotten on the best of terms. I've done my best to try to bury the hatchet between us so that the child did not have to endure any of that negativity. She has done nothing to deserve it in the first place. It is with that and the realization that I will be 30 years old here soon that I found myself sort of reevaluating life. The type of individuals I want to be around. Where I want to take things. Things I still want to do. And many will say that Dakota. 
you're still young, you have time. That may be the case. But I've come to learn pretty quickly that having to take care of a child changes your viewpoint on quite a lot. And that has started to leak into the show from my stance. It started to really weigh heavy on me. I was, as it was becoming more and more certain that this child was going to stick around. My sister has had issues with pregnancies before, as some of you may know. So that's why that was a concern. And some of you may be wondering, some of you who may have missed the updates from Chris and I, where's my partner in crime and all this? For those of you who haven't heard the update, some of you may have been aware that Chris has been dealing with family matters of his own. Which, this week, led to its conclusion. Earlier this week, Christopher messaged me to notify me that his mother has passed. And this is something that's been weighing heavy on him for a few months now. I've respected his wishes in keeping it off the airwaves, at least until he felt comfortable in sharing so. It was the only it was only the right thing to do. That's his family, his matters, and he should see to it that that news be shared how he sees fit. It's his life. Admittingly, as far as being a supportive friend through all this, I will admit that I have not exactly done a very good job. know that I probably could have done more but in the same light Chris and I both being from different countries the more appropriate matters of simple check-ins helping a friend get their mind off of something in a matter that's a bit more effective to the male mindset gets to be a little difficult.
And I will admit that some of the of Chris's emotional state and trying to process what he was going through affected how he came about the show himself. And it was putting a strain on both of us. So for those of you who know, this said there has been a dynamic change. That's pretty much why. And it's why it's been hard to try to present the shows, the material, in the same light that we initially brought ourselves in the original vision that we had for this show. And as we have done our best to try to expand, to reach out to more people, to make resources more available. There are some that perhaps feel paranoid about their own, preserving their own vision, their own careers, that have been, that have taken notice to the dynamics. I felt that it was probably not the best move to associate with us. I've noticed that, especially with the last few episodes, Chris associated the technical issues that I was having just this last week on the sex and the paranormal episodes with the usual strangeness kicking in, but it wasn't the case. Now, granted, in order to maintain a somewhat stable connection, I've been using mobile tethering to connect to the internet in order to do the shows. Just because I didn't feel comfortable in trying to drill a hole through walls and run an Ethernet cable directly to the internet modem. I felt that was a safer alternative. But between bouncing around for chaotic work schedules in my civilian life, as I call it, doing the shows and trying to maintain somewhat of a healthy balance so I don't burn myself out. Cord cord I've been using hat doesn't exactly connect very well. Seems like it's got a few shorts in it. Twitter if it's moved wrong, cat bumps into it, things like that. You tend to lose me. And with some security concerns I had on my end, where some of my financial accounts were hacked, I've had to step up some security settings. And fortunately, 
that means constantly having my system wipe itself of all the permissions that are saved. So if a website goes to bring, try to bring up my webcam or anything like that, it's initially blocked. I constantly have to refresh. Pain in the ass. And I could simply stop there and leave the assumption that I was having issues with my cord to be why I kept disappearing. Truth be told, I found myself getting frustrated. Honestly, not wanting to do the show anymore because, as I've said, I started to feel that the original vision behind it was getting lost. That it was starting to go down the same route as those daytime shows like Maury and uh, programs like that where you constantly see you know DNA tests and lie detectors Things like that. Did this person cheat? Is this person a father? Or back in the day, you might recall that a lot of those shows would occasionally do supernatural specials to talk about weird events and sometimes even reflect on things going on in the world. There was a point where there was an actual that yes, that while there was drama, there was a message, there was a goal. It was focusing on bigger matters of life. And we had started to fail and fall down that road where every other episode had some sort of drama, couldn't keep to a format was all over the place, uncoordinated, unprofessional. And granted, I will take full responsibility. Some of you don't seem to register to understand. I am the only legal member of Bald and Bonkers Network. Yes, Chris was there, more or less a co-founder. But once he had a look at how much work, how much actually has to be done in order to properly maintain a company to abide by legal standards, as well as dealing with some of the drama that was transpiring in our early days, he decided to opt out, leaving full control of everything to me. So, when these dynamics start to shift, 
these behaviors are allowed to proceed, it falls back on me in order to put everything back into place and reeling in the control hasn't exactly been my strong suit. I would get frustrated because I would enter into these conversations expecting it to go a certain way, but then it gets sidetracked with stupid bullshit. Matters that didn't really pertain to the shows, it would all get sidetracked. It was one thing if we happen to notice the odd voice in the background, the weird shadow, the weird light anomaly, even. Being that it was a supernatural based show. But it became a different matter entirely, and I did not handle it in the most professional in the most professional light, and that is on me. I would leave the shows because I was getting pissed off, not wanting to blow up on air. We would have a certain plan and while yes it's a show called bald and bonkers that's not what the vision was meant for and while I do ask that you forgive me I'm not putting this information out as excuses I'm simply letting you know What's been going on on my end? And to take this opportunity to define what is bald and bonkers. And maybe we'll get ready to announce something brand new. Dakota, it is understandable that you and Chris are both going through major life changes at the moment. You should probably seek out someone to talk to in order to sort these matters, so that way you don't feel this way. But what exactly do you mean by define bald and bonkers? I know. Talking with someone hasn't exactly been my strong suit for just about anything. Because it feels like anytime I do open up without presenting myself in some sort of public format and establishing that the second anybody goes to try to betray me again, I will hunt them down. I know you're, I know you're right. You're right. And I have been talking to people about this. And not a lot of the suggestions feel natural to who I am. Simply put, some suggest that I should wipe the slate clean, knowing that I already had contingency plans in the event Chris and I decided to part ways. Not because I was expecting anything bad to happen, just life. That's it. Just preparing for life. And if Chris decides to take that choice, 
I will, I will honor him. He'll still be a member of Baldwin Bonkers. He'll still have a show put out through Bonkers TV if he wants, but cross that bridge when we come to it. But it's exactly situations like that, what I mean by define bald and bonkers. When Chris and I started this shindig, when the term bald and bonkers first came about, we were through another, we were going through another company that we thought was trying to legitimize paranormal research. That's how we met. I'm not going to name them there here because uh, that it, 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 that situation is done for. This last little shred of evidence that had ever existed is slowly disappearing as we speak. Chris and I started doing shows through this other company. And we realized that once we got through the uh, American to Scottish translations, for lack of a better word, because let's just say it's not an exaggeration when I said that it took me about three months to understand Chris's accent. But once we started getting past that and started taking on projects together, we realized we bounced well off one another. That we had similar interests, similar goals. We were wanting to explore what was going on. We were alike in many ways. And as some of the people who I've talked to about my frustrations, they pointed out that I was getting the reason why I was getting frustrated was because Chris exhibits a lot of the same patterns that I used to when I first got started. When I first started getting noticed for what I do. And that did help kind of reframe things. Because, well, you know, let's, I'll face it, Chris and I were a lot alike. And perhaps that's why clock him heads. And it was from that, the shows we did together tended to be the more popular ones. In many ways, he and I were the ones that were putting out the most work. When everybody else seemed to just disappear, not really to focus on anything, Chris and I were the ones still going, still trying to make things happen. Because we believed in the vision to legitimize paranormal research, to try to help people, and maybe even do an occasional show nowadays just to get word out there, to to try to normalize the conversation a bit more. Programs like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures have already opened the gates, but there's still a lot that needs to be done on several fronts in order to try to normalize these types of conversations in order to encourage the necessary conversations to take place, the appropriate experimentations to take place 
to truly try to understand what is going on. And as we've gone on this journey, we run into several different instances where others who seem like they're trying to do something similar repeat very similar patterns. So, Baldwin Bonkers essentially became a point where it was our saying, you know, way of saying, you know what, this situation isn't working. Chris and I left the uh, previous, our previous affiliations because we learned that the CEO of that operation was put into prison for messing around with an underage girl. And we felt that the how it was handled by those left in charge was wrong. They tried to bury it. It seemed like they were targeting anybody who was trying to talk, who knew about it, who was trying to talk about it. Tried to force the issue, try to essentially pressure people into silence, and that wasn't right. We even caught them trying to manipulate Chris and I to clonk heads against each other. They would try to go behind our backs to each of us, not expecting that we were confiding in one another to analyze the situation, not realizing that their actions were only motivating us to play whistleblower. Because while we wanted to respect that, there was only one aspect of their reasoning behind why they didn't want it to go out, and it was because there were innocent children in, involved. They weren't necessarily targeted, but knowing the patterns behind individuals who go after young kids, especially knowing this individual's backstory, the patterns were there to where irreparable damage could be done could easily have been done very soon if something did not step in. I'm not saying this to try to harass anybody. It is an emotional situation for all the people involved. But as much as I wanted to deny it, because I, I, I looked at this guy as like a brother. And he made some pretty crude jokes, but I wrote it the office, you know, him just trying to be edgy. You know, things that are considered funny in the UK get you sued in the US type of dynamics. But it does seem like that's changing. Even that's changing. But the fact of the matter is, Baldwin Marker started off as a side joke. It was. It was some kind of a alliteration that I came up randomly one day to kind of poke fun at us, but to kind of just describe our dynamic. You know, we were both a couple of goofballs that shaved our head that like talking about, you know, supernatural type subjects. Eventually, Baldwin Bonkers came to be. I put it out on social media. The joke caught on. And 
eventually it came to that Chris suggested that we, he and I break off, start doing our own little side project because of how things were going with our previous company. We'll be the only ones putting in any major work. And even before the situation with the CEO came to full light, we felt that things were slowly dying. If we didn't cut, cut our ties, take what was ours and hightail it out of there, we were going to get dragged down with them. And we realized there was still a lot of potential. So that's exactly what we did. Unfortunately, as more and more information about what our CEO was doing started to come to light, that the underage girl that was mentioned in the news articles about his prison sentence, there was more victims. There was more victims. We tracked down a lot of them. I think we found at least 15 different women that were who all came forward saying that this guy was trying moves on them. Some of them tried defending him. We came out. Oh my God, we can go. I can go on and on about the fucking mess that came about. You know, the, all these people trying to say, oh, we were fakes. We were just saying nothing. We were just trying to hurt people, blah, 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 blah. You go back to the very first broadcast, official broadcast of Bald and Bonkers. Chris and I did a statement in order to shut it down, shut everything down to call it out. It's called a ceasefire. Let's go basically say, you know what? What's happening now is not working. We're not happy with how things are being done. You're not happy with how we're doing things. On the grounds that there are still innocent children being affected by what happened that are going to have some serious issues speaking as someone personally who dealt with the revelation that their father was a pedophile that was already going to be enough of an emotional turmoil without seeing several other people going have going into this fallout falling out with one another putting out these evil manipulative and just wide out malicious allegations against one another without any without any actual proof in order to call the ceasefire i even went as far as digging up background on everybody who was pushing against chris and i because it felt very off that they were defending this individual something didn't feel right that there was much more to the story. I still feel that way. Whether it was ego trips, they were trying to push, they were trying to push that Chris and I were spreading lies. Chris even done a little broadcast to try to out him, which... While I understand his motivations, I had to kind of smack him around a little bit, metaphorically speaking, because he did it without presenting evidence. He didn't present any evidence. 
I'm not saying this is kibosh, Chris, or anybody. I'm just telling them what happened. And I'll get to the point of defining bald and bonkers here. Unfortunately, there's just a messed up backstory. But to make a long story short, situation was getting ugly. There were there was harassment, there was stalking, there was cyberbullying. Hell, there's still people that try to target us because they didn't like how Chris and I called them out on their BS. Simple as that. Some of them even try getting their significant others to harass us, and it's just like, y'all are fucking morons. We know who you are. Yeah, I know. Some of you went into this thinking that this is was supposed to be a serious, politically correct, and you know, press statement from a company CEO. But as I said before, I believe in being genuine. I believe in transparency. Overall, the situation got ugly. It needed to stop. So, with everything that was done, with the threats that we were going to start taking people apart. We called a ceasefire. So you know what? We're going to take what's ours and leave. We won't bring this up no more. We won't mention any names. We're just going to go. We don't want to deal with this. We don't want to deal with you. You don't want to deal with us. I'm not going to expect any public apologies. But we're gonna we're gonna go. You leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. Simple as that. We didn't want that pressure. That's the efforts to silence us because there was also points where some rather controversial topics started to come up in the shows and the leaders felt that it wasn't appropriate. Yeah. The people that were also being targeted were also their significant others, and they were getting kind of jealous. So, defining bald and bonkers. What does it mean? Obviously, it's a couple hairless goofballs. But the point behind the show was to present a format where everyone was equal. It didn't matter if you were a company CEO, a Hollywood executive... Some major figure in an intergalactic society. It didn't matter. None of that matters. Everyone who came forward was on equal ground. It was a format we wanted to allow genuine conversations between people to take place. No political agendas, no malicious intent. Just understanding what was going on. And if we had to call someone out, we did it for the right reasons. We did it because we knew that someone was out there going about to get hurt. Someone was out there purposely hurting people. And that's what we did, and people didn't like that. But it was who we are. One thing I've found when it comes to a lot of these supernatural topics is that while, yes, the conversations about them are becoming less and less taboo, 
there's still a lot of people who have had firsthand experiences that aren't sure where to go to try to understand what happened to them. They still feel that a part of them's insane and a drama, drama not too dissimilar from everything I just talked about steers them away from potentially from potentially the people they need help with because let's face it, a lot of people in this type of stuff get emo- very emotionally charged and often make bad choices in the heat of the moment. I'll admit I made some bad calls, but I'm even with my own weird background, I'm still human. We're still growing, we're still learning how to manipulate this field better. And I refuse to put on some sort of faulty customer service face. I will present to you the same person that you would get if you were to happen to see me on the street and want to say hi or he caught me at a convention or whatever the situation may be the same person you see on screen is the same person you will meet in person and yeah I'll admit I'm the type that if I go into a spot expecting to do some work and something that isn't a life-threatening situation where someone gets injured. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I'll I'll say it. I I know. It's not exactly some of the healthiest responses, but we're working on that. Which is why the format of while we're bringing forward genuine conversations we're not afraid to toss in a little humor comes into play because humor was the easiest way to bring down the walls. There have been several guests that we've had that for one reason or another felt like they were going to be judged that their choices, their feelings, their background, they were going to get judged. And presenting that level playing field, they, after the broadcast, they felt compelled enough to thank Chris and I for doing it that way because they felt, they could, they could feel that they weren't going to be, they, they felt welcomed. That's and that's what mattered. That these kind of conversations need to take place. That's what I wanted more of Bald and Bonkers to do. Well, over time, as the company, you know, officially became legally recognized, excuse me, and I implemented all this other stuff to to it like you know the books the potential movies the music even the gaming shit yes part of the reason why I did that was to try to put all the other pursuits I've ever been involved in under one roof 
it was to create sort of an all-purpose platform for people to tell their stories. And being that dealing with the supernatural, you also deal with cultural backgrounds, you deal with psychology, you, you deal with science, you deal with so many different aspects of life. You deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly. That presenting a format where all mediums can be expressed without restriction, with the only scratch up, with the only restrictions in place, was a few technical requirements just to make sure the damn thing worked across all of our systems. That's it. That's the only t thing that we were trying to push. And every outlets we've partnered with in order to help make things happen followed a very same principle that people should be allowed to express themselves freely. They shouldn't have any restriction other than maybe a few technical requirements. Just because you know, that, that's just the world we live in. They shouldn't feel restricted to tell their story. That's why we chose those outlets. And it was also a matter of trying to make everything available as low cost as possible. Because let's face it, there's a lot of companies out there that present very similar projects to what Bald and Bonkers does. But their costs are pretty much car payments. And that a lot of people who may need the help, who may need these resources, who want to try to build something better, they're intimidated by the costs because of one reason or another. Like I said, it could be a situation where they got a kid, they got to take care of. Kids are expensive or they're caring for a loved one who's not doing so hot or whatever the situation may be. We live in times where genuine information can be shared that so many dreams that were thought to be isolated for some special shady ass networks of people you know th these opportunities are no longer restricted and i've heard it all the time too that there's several people out there who believe that if they started younger or this or that or whatever reason they could have ended up being big and famous and maybe that's the case but these resources are out there for anybody to take part of. And a lot of them don't charge anything. They may take a little bit off the top of any royalties you earn from it, but that's about it. Bald and Bonkers still is a platform for people to share their stories. Sometimes in life, when things happen, that vision gets a little lost. And I'm here presenting myself in the most genuine format I know how.
to apologize to anyone who may have been caught off about that, but unless you want unless you want people that don't actually care about who they work with this is what happens sometimes life gets crazy but I don't know about you but I would much rather work with people who are genuine to who they are genuine to their cause and genuine to why they got into certain things in the first place so that way you know that their heart is in it. Those are very interesting points. I'm sorry that you had to go through all that. Honestly, I get the feeling there's even more to the story, which you could spill for hours on end. But I was wondering if you could expand on your last remark about wanting to work with people who are genuine to who they are and their motivations for their work. What is it that motivates you to do all that? It is you do. No, I'm kind of a rambler, but... I'll admit that one's a pretty loaded question. Probably more so than you realize. And I'm also realizing how long I've been rambling, so I'll try to keep this short. <laughs> but what it is that motivates me is the understanding that it is often hard to share your story, no matter how crazy, how insane, how heartbreaking, how horrifying it may be. I understand it's hard to tell your story and that sometimes in life, you just get dealt a bad deal. Sometimes things just happen. There's all these people that say, well, we're, we're creators of our own manifesting. We all create our own destiny. We all manifest our own destiny with the mindsets that we carry on. And to an extent, that's true. But we are not alone in this. We are not a singular existence. We are... We, as people, are a singular existence experiencing multiple variants, multiple perspectives, multiple possible avenues. If anybody who's ever, anybody who's ever played a MMORPG, where a, a game where you could have literally hundreds, if not thousands, of different players going on all at once and you have all these different things going on all at once. Sometimes we are the collateral to someone else's story. We are the damage to someone else's folly. We are the broken heart of someone else's sin. And while that is the case, we have the choice of how we proceed, we perceive, and we process. 
for me, around the time I got my start in the public circuit, just to try to limit it down, because uh, dealing with the supernatural has been a thing all my life. But when I got my start, starting getting into the public eye, I was about 14 years old. At the time, I was dealing with the revelations that my father was a pedophile who sexually assaulted my sister for many years. Technically, well, not technically, she's my half-sister, and I was separated for that, from that situation for quite some time. I was... <laughs> As much as I want to say that I wasn't aware that something was going on, I've always had an inclination that there was some reason that I should not be around. That something was going on that was going to hurt me one day. And I didn't really go to see my father, to go see my half-siblings that came from him. And at the time... I started going out into the field, taking on investigations, taking on private residences. Already having to deal with, you know, adjusting to high school and the realization that having to get a job and maintaining an adult life was just around the corner for me. There was a guilt I carried for not being able to be there for my siblings. As I am the oldest, I'm supposed to be the protector, you know? So I started pursuing these public interests to get my mind off of things. To have some sort of ground to stand on that was my own. That was of my own volition, my own creation. It was mine. That if something went wrong... Or if I made a bad call or anything like that, the repercussions of it only hit me. Going out on ghost hunts and stuff like that, that was something I was interested in for a while. Then taking advantage of Christmases and birthdays, and occasional bribes for babysitting. I started getting some equipment together to build my own little ghost hunting team. And I also took advantage of the fact that being that I practically look the same now as I did back in high school, just a little bit more emotional damage, a little bit more mental scars and mental and physical scars. What am I talking about? Basically having lived a bit more life the only difference between me then and now is more scars, and I'm about only about two inches taller than I was at the beginning of high school. I was already six foot five by then, so. But that's a story from another time. It was easy for me to hide my age when I got started, and it helped out a lot. Until local radio DJ added me on the air, but even by then, 
I had built up enough of a reputation where it didn't matter anymore. The story was getting out there. And as I proceeded, about a year into getting out there, my father was in prison, but the man who was essentially my dad, my grandpa, my mom's father, he had finally passed away from cancer. He was one of my biggest, he was my biggest supporter. When the rest of the family kind of blew it off, just kind of wrote me off with, with whatever was going on, tried to manipulate the situation. He was the one who was in my corner. He was the one I always ran to when I was a kid, when I knew I was in trouble. And that, yes, I would have, still have to deal with the repercussions of what I did. I opened up to him because I knew that if I was at least honest about what happened, it would lessen the blow, at least from him. I trusted more with anything. and Being 15, going on 16, it's kind of when a young man really needs a father in his life. Figure out how to go about the world, how to impress the ladies. Being that it was him that kind of motivated me. Even, hell, he hooked me up with my very first ghost hunt. He was the foreman for a local highway department that had a lot of activity. But he was my first supporter. He always asked me questions. And when he would ask me questions, it wasn't, I knew that he wasn't trying to be negative in any way. He was trying to engage, see how, you know, basically test test me see how much i actually knew you know he made sure that he he engaged me in a way that made him know that i would do my homework that if i was going to do something i was going to do something right and it's something i've carried with me for all this time and many of you who were watching this broadcast personally seen that there may have been a time where I made a kind of an offhand joke just to be a smart ass or started trying to open up about the more sensitive aspects of my backstory. It stung when uh, people who clearly had it, plenty of issues of their own started trying to target me. And by then, about trying to let go of the major reaction I've developed where if someone starts charging at me, the first thing I'm doing, at least mentally, is pulling out a gun and aiming for between their eyes. Because another thing my grand another thing my grandfather always taught me was that uh never really start a fight, but if it's but if you're beginning put in a situation where a fight's inevitable, you you give them hell. You give them hell. You make sure that they regret trying to fight you. But what's all said and done, you also own up to 
the consequences of your actions. And I'll admit, I'm probably not going to let go of that aspect as much. Because, well, let's face it, we're in a world right now where there's some very malicious people that try to take down the decent, the good. They try to take advantage of the situation. Just to, They just want to hurt people for their own selfish gain. And I don't want to be that guy. If I got to be the guy that makes people like that afraid, then I'm damn proud to own that title. My motivations to understand, like I said, is that I understand the struggle. Getting into the public eye takes a mental toll, especially from some low-life people who usually can't even show their face online. It, it can take a mental toll. And not knowing where to go, not where, knowing where to start when it comes to this type of stuff can be intimidating, especially with this idea that you got to have lots and lots of money and all this fancy equipment. Look. I'm running off of my webcam mic right now in order to record this because my cat's dumped my good the cord on my good microphone and I gotta get that replaced and take the part of it that broke off and my capture card out. Cats, right? Nevertheless, I understand that it can be hard, it can be intimidating, it can be mentally draining. But I also learned, understood that if there's something you truly want in this life, you're going to find every and absolutely any possible way to make it happen. No matter how much shit you have to dodge through, no matter how much crap you have to take, you're going to find any and absolutely any pop. And I mean absolutely any and all ways to make it happen. And that's the simple truth. Those are valid points and something that a lot of people seem to not even realize. As someone you've worked with, I feel like I can say confidently that I know where you stand. But some of those trolls were rather vicious. Though out quite a few shows you've done... You made references to feeling angry and frustrated with how many groups carry themselves forward. What is it that bothers you about these instances, and what are you doing about it in the terms of bald and bonkers? Some might be able to anticipate my answer on this with what I've shared so far. There's, there's this entitlement that seems to present itself through a lot of these groups, especially with individuals that get some sort of, say it's like it's a chat group and someone gets an admin status or you know, they're made moderators on a YouTube channel, things like that. There's this entitlement that builds on their ego 
and with this ego, they start to present themselves as being holier than thou. And that's not a mentality I really care for. Have I been guilty of that? Probably. There's been probably been a couple instances where people could say that I follow that same mentality. And it's not a hard trap to fall into. It's not. Let's face it, it's not. I've realized, I've come to realize that. But in the same light, there comes this mentality where maybe at one point the initial intentions for putting whatever it is that's whatever kind of group dynamic it is the original intentions may have been pure may have been to try to figure out what's going on in regards to the paranormal there's some sort of mission based mentality to it but over time as more people get to get involved and it's very hard to kind of eliminate this problem because it's present in just about any sort of mass social interaction there is. There's an entitlement that certain people feel that they're above others, either because they're friendly with certain individuals or they are, they hold this position, they hold that position, they, the blah, 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 blah. It, 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 it's bollocks. And more often than not, there's several times where these mass group dynamics start breaking off in their own little secret clubs. and Their true intentions come out. And some of the people who may not be as headstrong in how they pursue themselves forward they fall into these traps and end up in positions where they don't even recognize who they are in the mirror they lose track of who they are and what's important to them and that's something that I'm desperately trying to figure out how to stop with bald and bonkers I can't control what these other groups do. I may voice my opinion about it. I can separate myself from it, which I've done on several occasions. But I can't control what these people do. And unless I see and can prove that there is a genuine malicious intent, that more harm is coming out of it than good, then I have no real reason to speak out against. Because one thing that a lot of people seem to lose track of is that we're all trying to figure out what's going on. Just because you follow this person or that person does not entitle you to in any way, shape, or form. It does not make you better than the people you shoot down. You know, I've seen... 
I've watched as, you know, certain individuals who I genuinely respect try to point out certain factors that indicate someone's not being as genuine as they would seem. And there is this religious zealot-like mentality that certain followers take on to where the slightest even mention of these aspects makes that person an enemy and whoever associates with them an enemy. They say, oh, this company, they're not putting out certain things, but but the very people they try to claim are the best that deserve all this attention make an appearance with something that company does. They're not... How should I put this? I don't trust that mentality. I don't trust... that pursuit at all. One thing I've seen get tossed around a lot through tossed around a lot through uh, certain groups that have also found there have had indiscretions with these individuals, with these group dynamics is a cult. They utilize the example they use the term cult mentality. I've seen it over and over. And in many cases, that is the trap that's following. Can it be avoided? When you really think about it, no. Because, uh, like I said, there's points where it's not the people in charge, the ones that all these followers are gathering under. The people that they're, these people are looking up to, they're not the ones doing it. It's the people themselves. I've watched the other day grown-ass adults get into this argument. There's uh, someone worded a question, and it, it did kind of seem like they were being jerks in a way. I will give them that. But it seemed like a genuine question. And then there's this mentality. There's like thing. Oh my God, this person being mean, admin to take care of them. Blah 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 blah. It's. It reminds me of watching young kids. Or playing, and they get into these little cliques, and one person's doing one thing, and they're. There's that tattletale of the group mentality. It's juvenile in so many ways. It's just like, how, why is this being allowed? And I've had it with Ball and Monkers too. We've had individuals in our early days, they stir up fights. There was claims of racism. There was harassment. There was all of this different stuff. Like these people expected that because they were a member of this group that they would be given special permission. It's like, no, 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 no. Get the fuck out of my company if you're going to have that mentality. 
No one is above the other. Simple as that. No one is above the other. And yes, some people may have been brought, may have got their start under false pretenses. They may have followed certain individuals who put out false information. It happens. But we all have to start from somewhere. And we all have to make an effort to try to be more understanding and not exclude. We're talking about wanting to be better than racism, than religious divides. This is the exact mentality. This is the exact mentality that has allowed that to prosper. And that is what bothers me. People claim to enlightened. Bull. Hockey. Shit. No one is above the other. Trust me. From what I've, I've spoken to, even certain ETs get kind of irritated with this mentality. They get annoyed. But they try to be understanding because they know that people need to be able to learn. My issue is, and I've been told that this is a deafening indicator that I have sociopathic tendencies. When they explained it to me, even I had to agree. But it fucks with the mission. Yes, there may be aspects of this where certain individuals are able to cancel out all the negatives. That's true. There's individuals who do enough good to where people look to them as a source of light in their darkest day. Maybe it's a stand-up comedian that people go to just so they can have a laugh to get over whatever stressful situation they may be going through. It may be certain musicians. It may be certain actors, certain movies, whatever the case. It may even be video games. Whatever helps these people push through and become better to be able to push through whatever stress has handled them is going through whatever is going through their mind. Whatever it takes for that individual to be able to keep going is what matters. I mean, hell, I've seen it on a few broadcasts where there's certain individuals who want to try to get all this information. They claim they want this information. They're asking questions, but they're not paying attention to the fact that it's a pre-recorded broadcast. And that I've answered the questions in the chat, but because it's not being broadcast out on the video, they're, they feel annoyed. There's been individuals where the topic was sex trafficking because Sound of Freedom just came out. And we had someone in the chat one day start saying that they feel isolated and left out because they weren't being acknowledged. You're wanting attention to be given to you when people are trying to focus on the topic of sex trafficking to get the word out there to discuss what's going on. 
Because yes, that shit is happening. There's a lot of negative shit that's still happening, but sometimes simply ignoring it is not an option. There's this, oh my God, it irritates me when people say that just sitting around is going, uh, praying is going to change things. Yeah, get, prayer it has some good effects. It, it it can it's been proven. There's a multiple different avenues that suggest that certain thoughts and practices can fully affect reality. But so does taking action. So does actually getting off your ass and doing something about it. Whether it's starting a charity, whether it's going talking on broadcast to bring this attention to light. Simply sitting back and just going, oh, that's sad. I'm going to meditate on a happy thing. How do you know that this urge certain people feel to take action isn't the answer to a prayer? How do you know that People suggesting very viable methods to solve the problems that are being faced isn't the answer to the prayer. There's this whole idea that if we let go, we can entrust a higher power of some kind to provide. And in some cases that works out, but unfortunately... A lot of negative parties with pure malicious and selfish intent take advantage of this. They may even try to manipulate problems, create new ones in order to allow their own selfish intentions to prosper. So what am I doing with bald and mockers? It's the only thing I can do about it. It's because, yeah, again, going back to an example, this is my ground. This is the castle I built. I can only control what it is that goes on with this. It's the castle I built. And maybe by putting that energy out there, by putting that focus out there, by that example out there, we can find something that will actually be effective. Maybe I'm wrong. But in the end, at least I'm doing something. So, the plan of action is, well, for one, I've come to realize Chris and I probably need to work on our communication a bit. Now, granted, life events make that a bit difficult, so... Yeah, put that as water under the bridge. But moving forward, we need to establish some sort of communication for what it is we're going to do, especially if it's going to be a project we're going to work together on, like the Bald and Mocker show. If anyone w- would like to be a guest, feel free to reach out to us, baldandbonkers.net. We have a form set up to where you can pick a date, and we can get to get to rocket. 
But in the events that we don't have guests, try to focus on a discussion on what's actually going on. Because, like I said, I find myself getting frustrated, and I'm not, I it's on me that I have not communicated that frustration in a more effective professional manner. Where, yeah, I don't mind occasional joking around, but there's more things going on in the world. Like, first off, you know, that stingray in the aquarium at North Carolina that's either going to have a virgin birth or be the first ever shark-stingray hybrid. Give birth to the first ever sharks. Known first ever shark-stingray hybrid species. You know, talk about things like that. Talk about different cases, things that's going on in the world. Not so dead focus on just one thing. There's a massive world with so many different things going on. That here's what we're doing. Bald and Mockers will officially be a sort of a chat interview show. Moving forward. Talk about world events. If there's no guests, we provide an avenue for new authors to put out their books for people who are maybe they are abductees and they're wanting to share their story. Things like that. I've been putting out emails to try to get my new guests and haven't really gotten anything back, so I'm hoping this broadcast, if they're watching this broadcast, will help ease some of the nerves that I've noticed lately. But in the end, in one way, it needs to be more done to actually focus in on the topic. To not get totally sidetracked on stupid, pointless stuff that has nothing to do with the discussion. So, maybe dial back the jokes a little bit. That's on my part. And... Probably in state more time off periods for when, you know, we just need to recharge so we're not feeling burnt out and getting frustrated with one another. As far as when I'm wanting to focus in on certain topics and actually have a decent discussion and talk about, you know, certain ideas, theories, things going on. We have Franson Files, which more episodes are going to be coming here soon. Chris, he's probably going to do his little Chris and Alan show. That's probably going to expand back out to Bald and Bonkers here soon, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Again, it's up to Chris what he decides to do. And I will respect that as his friend. In the event I lose my co-host... Probably going to be a change in format when it comes to the Bald and Mocker show, but it will continue. And some of you may be wondering, well, Dakota, you have the memberships. What, what do you plan on doing with those? Well, 
I've set up two membership places, one on Patreon and one through YouTube, mostly because we're less likely to lose our shit through Patreon. Like we are with YouTube being, well, YouTube. So with that, we have the memberships that offer, that are going to offer courses. I'm working on getting more put together. As well as on the at least on the Patreon side of things, it's going to offer ebooks for three dollars. Probably going to be a little bit more if you use the Patreon app on iPhone because they had to uh, adjust some settings on Patreon's end to accommodate the uh, Apple transaction fees. I would imagine you would get something similar on Android, but oh well. There's ebooks available for $3 each that will be made fully available for free if you subscribe to our higher tiers. Unless you have Bald and Bonkers Network Academy. The books sold underneath that imprint will be available completely for free, regardless of what membership you decide to subscribe to on Patreon. Through both YouTube and Patreon, we also have video courses that are going to be made available. If you go to baldandbonkers.net, there are pages dedicated to finding each of these courses in their entirety. So that if you're a member and you want to find these courses, take advantage of them while they're made available, it's a little easier to do so until we get something better put together. Also, have a few other things coming together here very soon. So, on top of the shows, Bald and Bonkers Network LLC offers books, music, and online courses. You really are turning it into an all-access platform for creators to expand their business. Seeing the prices on what you have out already, you offer a hell of a bargain. But what about the people who can't afford this stuff? What's so special about these memberships, and what do you plan on doing with the money you raise? These memberships, as I mentioned before, offer exclusive access to the courses we have already started to provide, as well as every single book we have created. And some that are not even officially published by our printing partner yet. This offers exclusive access. This also offers a chance for the company to expand its offerings to be able to provide cheaper alternatives. I will say this. We are also looking into some avenues that would allow us to publish everything absolutely free. Make it readily accessible for anybody who is wanting to see this information. Now, while we do offer some publishing opportunities for people outside of the company, these are books that either I myself have written or we managed to secure the rights to. And there's actually a massive back catalog right now of what all we have available. Official publications are currently scheduled till the beginning of August. What this does 
it helps spread out the payments. With our publishing partner, we have to wait about 90 days from the end of the month to in order to see the royalty payments we make for it. And we have started to make enough to where we can currently maintain the company, use finances. We basically, we're making up just a little more than what it takes to keep the lights on. Which is a good, which is a good spot, considering that the company is barely getting into its terrible twos here soon. Since it became official, it already, the show itself is already in its terrible twos. That's why it's been so chaotic. <laughs> I joke, I'm, I'm joking, but we can remember not as much. But the fact still remains the same. I want this to be an opportunity to help people, whether it's through paranormal means, it's graphic design. There's even going to be courses that show you how to publish your book in the same way we do. To get your book to actual retailers and be able to make some sort of funding off of it. There's... We even just secured an audiobook partner that we're going to start exploring here soon. We have a part, a distribution partner that'll help us get into streaming platforms like Netflix, Gaia, Voodoo, Hulu. You know, it's it's all there. And again, we're not having to compromise anything. The Valentine's special, a reunion of stars and soul. We're currently working on making that our first official project release through that streaming distributor. Basically, what this distributor does is it takes all of the information we give it. We have to make sure the video goes into certain technical requirements and blah, yada, yada, yada. So, this is so, 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 Unfortunately, one of the shortcuts I thought was going to work, it didn't so we're gonna have to work on, a, on another way around that but price to pay in order to keep with the motivation if you've caught some of the interviews i've done before the goal is to try to make everything as readily available to show people how they can achieve these things for less than a daily starbucks addiction they can put out you know, a podcast, all these different platforms. They don't need all this fancy equipment people say they need to get and blah, blah, blah. They just put in the work for whatever cause it may be. And while this isn't, this did start out as talking about supernatural topics, that aspect of it is still there. But with this media distribution avenue, it offers up a legal front. So, it offers a legal and honest front so it could be recognized by, you know, necessary governing bodies. It's a pain in the ass, but unfortunately, that's the world we live in. What we plan on doing with the money earned from all these avenues, whether it's some monetization on some of our videos or royalties we earn from all these different little projects... The idea is to expand our distribution and even create our own streaming platform 
to be able to help even more people release their content without restriction. You know, we all you always hear this talk about censorship. Certain platforms censoring individuals in order to try to squeeze advertising money out of them. Uh, face, Facebook was caught using the same clickbait farms, the like farms that they tried banning people on their platform for when it comes to their own marketing stuff. Basically, like I said, I want this to be an avenue where creators can just simply create. And the only thing they have to worry about is making sure all the technical shit works. Simple as that. I want people to be able to tell their story. And the and I will be looking into some different avenues to try to offer up some sort of mental health support system as well. Something that's seriously lacking. In order for creators to be able to keep going. Because a lot of this stuff is mentally draining. Especially when you have personal matters getting into the mix and there's individuals that feel like they can just attack you because you're there's they think there's no possible way for them to get punched in the face. Or there's some rather deranged individuals like the fucking disgusting pedophile who tried to justify older men assaulting young girls. Yeah, that actually happened. Or to deal with the stalkers. To which I will also say this. And unfortunately, this is a matter we have to address being the world we're in. You hear a lot about censorship on all these social media platforms, but in the same aspect of it, you hear all this drama, say, like, with cyberbullying and all this content that gets pushed around, why the company isn't... These social media platforms aren't doing more to stop this kind of negativity when they have the power to do so. And it makes you question it. Say like on Twitter or X has or whatever the hell it wants to be called. There's plenty of ladies who can post naked pictures of themselves, but if you post something about UFOs and stuff like that, you get blocked. You post certain information about faulty medical situations and you get you have videos taken down and strikes on your YouTube channel, even though information is coming out that proves that, yes, there was something faulty about certain medical situations. I didn't say it, YouTube, so if you flag this, I know you're fucking with me. I mean, hell. I even once just told a story about, you know, my grandmother when she had a heart attack and she thought it was a little weird. We all thought it was a little weird that right as her, she had to go get a certain thing poked into her that several other people who were literally in this line with her to be poked were also in the hospital for very similar cardiac issues. Thankfully, my grandma is very much a battle axe 
and uh, she's too stubborn to go down easy. So she's still well. You know, she's having opportunities to play with her new great-grandbaby. And, uh, and as a woman that, had she not been there, I probably wouldn't be as headstrong as I am now, as much as that irritates certain people. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I, I kind of got distracted there. Here I'm giving Chris so much grief. While we do want to offer a free platform for people to simply share their story, we will cooperate with law enforcement. We have already in order to make, in order to confront any criminal situations that come forward. As a investigator, when it comes to the paranormal, I keep strong ties with local law enforcement on or two instances. One, I feed them tips if I catch wind of something. Unfortunately, it's usually been, unfortunately, the usual circumstances have been cases of domestic violence, child abuse, drug use, things like that. In return, they feed me information on instances that I'm investigating. We keep those ties strong so that way we can keep moving forward. And in the event, which I've already had to do before, but won't get into with this, in the event that certain individuals try to assume that I have taken more malicious intentions, I have law enforcement back up on several different levels to basically help me out of those jams. And unfortunately, we've had to resort to that. I know I don't always make the best calls. I know I don't, I'm not exactly that good of a friend when it comes to loved ones being, needing someone in their time of need. I'll admit, I suck at keeping in touch with certain people to where there's individuals out there who feel physically paranoid whenever they hear from me because it's so out of the blue. They're paranoid that something's happened. And I still have yet to shake that reputation. But that's the story. That's Baldwin Bonkers. It's if I had to really define Baldwin Bonkers, it's a way to acknowledge the insanity, the, sh the insanity, no matter how stressful or crazy it may seem, that this beautiful life and all these wonderful opportunities get to bring to so many people who are willing to put in the effort. Going back to the trolls, I've watched many of them carefully, observed their lifestyles. And I've noticed one thing, something about it. a lot of them try to talk, try to draw criticism to people who have exotic stories, yet they've never actually taken the opportunity to make to live their own exotic stories. And that's on them. They didn't choose to experience life. They chose something else. And it's own their own self-regret that makes them act the way they do. 
It's this, their own self-deprecation. Almost said defecation there. God. But in that light, no matter how weird, no matter how terrible, no matter how stressful, no matter how heartbreaking life gets, you always got to keep moving forward. That's all there is to it. You find whatever it is that gives you hope. Gives you a reason to get out of bed. To put up with the BS. And you keep moving. And that is the truth. And I think that's enough for today. Be sure to keep an eye out on all Baldenbacher's social media platforms to get more information on how to access all of our books for free, as well as maybe even some of our courses. I might just do away with some of the memberships at this rate, because uh, not making a very not making a lot, and I don't exactly want to resort to creating an AI OnlyFans. Well, the resources to make shit like that are out there too. But nevertheless, moving forward, Balden Bonkers will get back to its original vision, plus, on top of continuing to build what it is and what it's meant to be. We're going to have our own streaming platform. We already have one. Just go on to baldenbonkers.net. You can find Bonkers TV right there. You want to get your content linked up to it? There's a form for that, too. Even gives you a nice little peek at all the things we're planning. It's completely free. Gets you more exposure. We're gonna have, I'm going to put together more. We're going to keep building. We're going to keep moving. And no matter what the fuck happens, we're going to keep networking. We're going to make sure the people we network with are genuine and pushing their own missions. No matter how they choose to fulfill it, we're going to bring these collaborations back. We're going to make something happen. And yes, we're still going to do it with a smile on our face and have a few laughs. Because if you don't find a reason to laugh, you're only going to drain yourself even more so. You're only going to hurt yourself in the end. And maybe those that are most important. The mission stays the same. We're moving forward. We're going to make shit happen. We may need to take a break from time to time. I might be, there might not be a show for next week, depending on what's going on. Because uh, I just found out a friend of mine from school also lost his mother. Talk about timing. I want to reach out, but I also haven't spoken to this guy in forever. Uh, you know, can't remember where I heard it, but I've heard someone say that death is sometimes the great unifier. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of wonderful things coming. But it also does not 
mean that we can't take a moment to process and feel the sadness. Just simply feel every emotion. It's what makes us human. But we always keep moving forward. That's what's important. And I hope that if some of you took offense to how I processed these actions, I hope you can forgive me. I'm only human. I'm not going to restrain who I am. I'm done doing that. I may need to take some time to write it out into a book because it's a lot easier that way because there's so much, but I'm done hiding who I am. You got a problem with it? Sayonara. I got better things to do. And I'm off to do them.